Hello, everybody. Welcome to Break the State Podcast. This is episode number 14, and I am your host, Dunk Limpman. On today's episode, I am joined by Control Pew to discuss 3D printing firearms. And because I'm fairly ignorant when it comes to some of the more uh, detailed intricacies uh, surrounding firearms, I asked my boy Jamie Kane, host of the Liberty Uninterrupted podcast and fellow member of the Sovereignty Network, to co-pilot this one with me. I do want to apologize. I've been sitting on this episode for a couple of weeks now, just putting in a lot of overtime at work, trying to spend my free time going outside, hanging in the gym, trying to get my health and body right. So unfortunately, the podcast and Instagram feed have been taking a hit for that. But don't worry, I've still got a bunch of great content in the works for you guys. So I appreciate your patience with me on that. All right, before we get into today's episode, I do want to let you know that you can support this show and help spread the message of self-ownership by picking up some Break the State podcast merch, which is now available through my sponsor, Anti-State Apparel. Head on over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop that will take you directly to the Break the State podcast collection on the Anti-State store, where you can find my t-shirt and hoodie, both of which feature the Break the State podcast logo on the front and a giant yellow anarchist A on the back circled with the Break the State slogan, which reads, authority is an illusion, you own yourself. All proceeds do go directly to keeping the lights on over here, so if you want to support this show and help spread the message of freedom, please head over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop and pick up your merch today. And while you're over there, be sure to check out all of the other great Liberty-themed apparel that Anti-State has to offer, such as hats, shirts, stickers, flags, patches, and more. Anti-State, no tolerance for being governed, no rulers, no masters. We're also brought to you by Public Hangings for Pedophiles. Public Hangings for Pedophiles is a company that was formed with the goal of turning awareness into action. At the end of each fiscal quarter, PHFP makes a donation to an organization in the fight against human trafficking and pedophilia. So with every purchase of a t-shirt, sticker, or other gear from PHFP, you're not only making a statement, you're making a difference by both supporting victims and helping to prevent new ones. Visit publichangingsforpedophiles.com today to join in the fight, and be sure to check out their new limited edition Ghosted Patch now available on their website. We are also brought to you by Lucky Links by author TJ McKay. A deep state Wall Street government conglomerate hides in the shadows and controls all world events. As they plan their next move to establish a new world order, their newest recruit turns out to be a problem. Dark web cyber criminal Lucky fights to save our freedom from the hidden leviathan of the state. Order this riveting work of anti-state fiction, now available on Amazon. Just type Lucky Links into the Amazon search bar. That's L-U-C-K-E-E-L-Y-N-X. Lucky Links by TJ McKay. The world needs a hero to take down Wall Street. All right, without further delay, this is Break the State Podcast, episode number 14. All right, this is Break the State Podcast, episode number 14. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman. And joining me today, we have Control Pew. I invited him on the show to give us a breakdown on 3D printing guns. I know that firearms is something that my audience has been asking me to talk about uh, ever since the beginning. Um, but due to my ignorance on the specifications of guns and things like that, I did invite uh, my buddy Jamie Kane from Liberty Uninterrupted to join us as well, uh, see if he had any input, any questions that he wanted to ask. And um, yeah, so how's it going, guys? Pretty well, pretty well. Good, man. Excellent. Well, thank you guys both for coming on the show. Um, I know everybody uh, is familiar with you, Jamie, if they've listened to this show before, but if you want to just quickly introduce yourself. Yeah, man. Yep. My name is Jamie Kane, the host and founder of Liberty Uninterrupted. Uh, nothing special about me. <laughs> I'm just I'm happy to be here with these two guys today. And, uh, you know, let's get this party started, man. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And, of course, we've got Control Pew, man of the hour. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good. Just, uh, <laughs> just, just having the frantic Friday of, you know, an internet person, 
guess. <laughs> we got we got a bunch of contests contests coming to an end today, so I've just oh, got okay. a, a, a whole flood of IMs like two minutes ago. <laughs> oh shit! Well, we won't keep you for too long. No, man. it's good. It's good. <laughs> Well, um, so I think most of my audience is probably, you know, at least vaguely familiar with who you are or what Control PU is. But if you want to go ahead and give us a, a brief introduction, um, how you got started in this, you know, political beliefs, background, stuff like that, whatever you want to get into, go ahead and share with my audience. Yeah, so uh, I'm Control PU, uh, one of the, the them people from that Internet that print them guns and things. Um, <laughs> uh, part of the uh, deterrence dispense community, which is. Uh, rebranding to the catalog um and we design develop test and publicly release for free uh the files to print your own firearms in the comfort of your own home with a 200 3d printer and yeah very very little financial investment to get started awesome man and so what i my first question is you know what got you into this how did you um you know how did how did you get into three three D printing guns? Well, I've, uh, I've, I've been, I'm a nerd, uh, a huge <laughs> nerd, so for for my whole life, and I, I followed the early days of three D printing back when you could back back before you could go and buy a printer, you had to find some random person in an internet forum to print you the parts, and then go to your hardware store and buy a bunch of other parts, mm. and then order some random circuit board from China. And then it shows up at your house and you have to like stumble your way through putting it all together. That was like my first, my first 3d printers. So I've, I've been in the 3d printing game for a while. Um, and then I saw, you know, Cody Wilson and uh, defense distributed do their, their liberator business. And I started looking into printing firearms a little more. Um, I guess some additional context. I, I was in the military that got my, initial start into like my my i've always liked guns that really introduced me deeply to like the mechanical you know how guns work Mm. um like i thought it was for a long time you just put a box in this thing and then you pull this button or this little (laughs) little lever and then it goes brat you know um but i joined the military i started to understand and had develop a more intimate knowledge of like how the actual mechanisms work uh, and then I saw the, the 3D printed Liberator video. I was like, oh, oh, that's cool. So I can combine this one thing I really like with this other thing that I really like. Mm. Let's do that. And so I started digging into it. I found uh, FOSCAD um, on on Reddit for a while. I moved over into their their IRC chat. Uh, and then I, I heard about the FGC9, which is a really cool idea about... Uh, um, it was the ability to print a gun from unregulated parts you're using Mm. you know printable material and unregulated parts anywhere in the world um and that was the that that project was sort of the initiation of uh deterrence dispensed which was the community for the 3d printed gun people um and yeah it's sort of built up from there Uh, i started control pew as a way to help spread the message of, you know, deterrence dispensed and, you know, the, the knowledge that you have the ability anywhere in the world to take these things and squirt some plastic out and, uh, and make your own firearm. Now we've, uh, broadened our, our horizons from that initial point. Now we're, we're, we're covering, um, all measure of like parts kit builds, all uh, a few different hybrid designs, a lot of mostly printed designs where you're just buying a couple, you know, springs and bolts from the hardware store and printing just about everything else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot's happened <laughs> since then. <laughs> there, there's a lot of fire, a lot of frames and a lot of files out now. Okay. Awesome, man. So I guess, uh, one of the big questions for me is again, not being too knowledgeable about firearms and how they work. Kind of like how you said, when, when you got started, you, you know, you just put a bullet in there and it goes bang. <laughs> um, what, you know, when you're 3d printing a gun, what parts are you actually 3d printing and what parts are you purchasing from the hardware store or what have you? Right. So we're, we're, we like to, we like to break this down into three different classifications of firearm. So what you see, probably the most popular builds, that they're the easiest ones to get into, are the Glock clones that we have. Um, mm-hmm. 
basically you buy everything that you would have, all the parts you would have for a normal Glock, except for what's in the U.S. considered the the firearm, which is the serialized part, which which on a Glock is the grip module, um, so that the plastic grip. Um, so that 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 is if you if you buy this part by part, that's the only part you would have to go to a gun shop an FFL to get. Okay. All the other parts come straight to your door. Um, so we've decided, okay, well, on a Glock, we can make everything else. Or we, we can buy everything else straight to the door. That's the only part we have to go out for. So let's just print it. Mm-hmm. And now we have that frame design. Um, there's a multitude of others. I'll, I guess I'll plug the website now. It's thegatalog.com, um, which is okay. sort of our, our living archive of, uh, of release models. Um, and the, what we're talking about here. Uh, is printable frames and receivers. So uh, the AR-15 is another good example. You can print the lower, which is a serialized part. All the other parts ship straight to your door. Um, and so when you say one. the, the uh, serialized part, that means that that's the part that you would ordinarily have a serial number on if you were to purchase it like online right, or what that, have you. Right. And under under U.S. law, that's the one part that is considered federally a firearm and has to go through a, a firearms dealer and FFL. Okay, interesting. So, is there um, is there legal repercussions then for printing something that's legally considered a firearm, or how how does that work? So it's all it's all sort of written around an intent. I'm not a lawyer on this, sure. But, so yeah. I will repeat. Uh, <laughs> so so I'm not a lawyer. This isn't legal advice. I in will Minecraft. repeat <laughs> right in Minecraft. No, I'll <laughs> repeat what my lawyer tells me, okay. which is it's about intent. And the, the, the law is written, if you intend to manufacture, well, manufacture, which is print in this case, a, fire, mm-hmm. a firearm or receiver uh, for sale or distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, if you hit, if you click, if you say, I'm going to sell this on eBay and click print, that's mm-hmm. a felony. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I'm going to make this for personal use and click print, that's fine. So mm-hmm. the the legal distinction is commerce, distribution, sale, resale, or personal use. And personal use being the only legal way um, for an unlicensed a person who doesn't have an FFL to uh, manufacture these. Interesting. Okay. I mean, you know, not that being an anarchist, not that I necessarily care about the law too much, but it's just something that's interesting for, for people to be aware of, especially if they're going to get right. into something like this um, to kind of cover their own ass. So, I mean, my, my position in all of that is like, no, d- do whatever you want to do at the end of the day. Right. But understand where the line in the law is, understand mm-hmm. when you cross it and cross it willingly. Right? Don't cross it in ignorance and be like, oh, I didn't know. And then go to jail for 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, learn what you're doing, understand, and then weigh out, you know, is that, is, is it worth it? Do I want to do this? Am I that, you know? Yeah. Let me, I got to ask you a question, man. Have you seen, cause 3d printing, like I grew up, so I was in the military as well. Uh, really sucked, but I was in the military and, uh, I, I did the whole, you know, uh, firearms you know qualifications all that good stuff and and uh, i actually specialized in the m249 saw when i was in and so i've always oh, had shit. A lo- yeah yeah so i've My always dude. Had- <laughs> <laughs> so i've always had a love for firearms dude like i grew up you know around firearms stuff like that and, and i've got uh you know some myself maybe possibly i don't know but i <laughs> allegedly uh, ale- allegedly in, in minecraft <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly on call of duty right but i um with all that being said man I, I i have definitely seen the printer community the print community explode because i to be honest with you i don't know much about the print community i have just started recently really getting into it and really researching it more because when biden's your president and every they keep saying that you know they're gonna do this and do that i think that part of it needs to come down to civil disobedience but two we shouldn't be ignorant to the idea that we need to have a backup plan as well just in case something happens and mm-hmm. it's our right to yeah, i believe to print firearms to have that ability to create your own weapon so have you seen an increase in interest in people uh coming to you over the last year and a half two years oh astronomically uh when this started like this was you know, th- this this was 50 guys in a chat room. And now, I mean, it's, you know, just our chat. And this is there. There are a lot of different communities that have popped up. 
but our chat has, I think, 20,000 people in it right now. And our chat isn't the most easiest to get to. So, mm. <laughs> you know, like we, we were we were very public when we were back on Keybase. Um, screw those guys. But uh, and, and we had, you know, we got to 20, 23,000 20, people in that room. So, I mean, we're there. There are a lot of us paying attention to the, these chats. There are a lot more people just watching on the Internet, paying attention and keeping notes. Um, so, you know, there, there's the interest is there every time somebody talks about 80 percent uh, and or every time some legislator talks about 80 percent, um, you'll see, you know, another thousand people join. Um, even though we, we, we don't do 80% builds, we do like 0% builds. Um, but, uh, oh, go ahead. I was saying every, every time there's a breath of something in the, you know, in the media, we'll see Mm. something, uh, uh, another, you know, 10% bump. Let me, I I wanted to ask a follow up question. Sorry, Dunk, just real quick. So obviously the. You know, the traditional firearms community is a lot larger than the print community right now. Mm-hmm. What would do you have any? I, I know you guys have a beginner's guide on your website that says, like, hey, where do we get started? What printers do we get? Um, but what would you say to somebody that's looking into it but maybe a little hesitant? Because I know actually people that have come to me and asked me about my opinion on this, and I, and I really don't have a strong one because I, I, you know, I don't know much. So what is your advice as somebody that's a little hesitant to start in the printing community because they're worried about some repercussion or being this whole ghost gun thing that's going on with with the Biden administration? I mean, I don't know. I don't really get a lot of people who are concerned about that. It's basically any law that gets passed here is going to be wildly unenforceable to the point where they almost can't. Um, It's going to... 3D printers are so common right now and for personal use that uh, it's it's almost like by buying a 3D printer, you can't see you can't tell what they're going to actually use it for. There's no no filter there. They're used for so many different things in so many different industries. Um, just wait until they hack your webcam, bro. Then it's all right. It's all Uh, over, you know, (laughs) that's a whole other problem. But like. If if and that, then then we come back to like okay let's let's say let's let's tin tinfoil hat here right the NSA gets a list from Amazon of everyone who buys a three D printer right that's a lot of webcams to hack you know what I mean agree now I'm, I'm sure there's there, there's a supercomputer that they have to do it but good lord that's a lot of data you know um, so it, it it almost becomes like and, and it's all that data for like a minor felony right this is not that much money that the government is going to raise by taking you to court. Right. Mm. I agree with you a hundred percent on that, man. I think the idea that I want to clarify that I could give a shit less what law they pass. It doesn't matter to me because you can't, you can't strip away natural rights, whether there's a law or there's not. So I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I just know there's been a bunch of people that have reached out to me. I don't know about you, Dunk, but that have just said like, I don't even know where one to begin and two, if I'm going to be, hunted down because i have a 3d printer and i, and I think like you said any anything they pass is going to be completely i mean om, almost unenforceable you know right. and so it's I, I it's going to cost because like at the end of this there's a fine you have to pay a fine to the government and then some like maybe some jail time if you get if you do anything illegal here or if it is if it becomes illegal for you to print a gun right so you know, the amount of time and energy and money the government is going to have to spend coming after you for that $250,000, they're going to spend, you know, upwards of $3 million in manpower, time and energy to get a $250,000 conviction and fine. Hmm. So it all, it almost becomes like an ec- economic loss at the government level. To And then you got to duplicate that for 20,000 people who went and bought a 3D printer on Amazon in the month of May, you know, and, and 90% of those people aren't printing guns. They're printing, you know, cosplay stuff or, or whatever else. So economically, it doesn't make sense for the government to do not saying they wouldn't do it, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and then, you know, so, so that's, that's the sort of, if something happens, uh, you know, 
uh, and then, or if some legislation gets written and written well enough to encompass what we're doing here, um, which is always a, a, an unknown for the government. Um, Has there been a big push um, to try to regulate 3D printing of firearms? I mean, at, at, the, at some state levels, they've been trying to do it, but uh, every, the, the, I, I think there there's two stages of this legislation that a lot of people don't pay attention to. The first is like the legislation being written and it passing. The second is when that legislation gets tested in court. And mm. I feel like everything that's been written to this point, as far as I'm aware of, would lose on like a constitutionality ruling. Mm. Um, assuming it makes it to that level, but yeah, so there, there's like, I, I think Nevada had some stuff written about, uh, files and, and, and ghost gun manufacturing, but, but yeah, it, it, none of it's been tested. It's, and at the end of the day, it's, it's still exceptionally unenforceable. So, no. And so what about like with big tech companies and stuff like that, um, censorship from, you know, whether it's Instagram, I think you had gotten zucked at one point or mm -hmm. YouTube and stuff like that. Um, I are a lot of these companies trying to fight back against, um, the, you know, the file sharing and stuff like that. Yeah, they, well, it's, so they, they had a rule where we can't share files. So none of us share files anymore. We just link to places that link to places that share files. Right. So, okay. You know, there, there's and, and, and right. I mean, they can only go so far with their their rules before it becomes absurd, because at a certain point, you know, Google, the search engine becomes, you know, a file sharing <laughs> source. No. So, you know, it, it, it's I mean, they're they're trying. They're they're always trying. They're wildly uh, anti-gun, the, these organizations to begin with. Mm -hmm. So. They're only going to push that po that political point forward, you know, as much as they can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Did they, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's it's a. I think Ivan got uh, suspended from Twitter the other day. So, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 constant and ongoing. But at the end of the day, like even the Control P accounts are expendable. Um, right. They were set up to be expendable, and when I when I get banned, inevitably I'll just roll new ones. <laughs> Did they give you a reason as to why they zucked you off of Instagram? Uh, I know it was like maybe two months ago or so. Uh no, they it's it's. I mean, I'm sure you violated a terms of service. I'm like, but, yeah, <laughs> you know, their 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 violation of terms of service would point to like, oh, firearms and illegal activities, which is you know. And again, like nothing that we're doing is illegal under any source of the word. Right. So I, I don't know, <laughs> like there, there's no, there's no actual honesty to that uh, yeah. on their end. But I mean, who are you going to tell? You know, you can't yeah, see them. It's usually that. whatever they want their terms of service to be at that time. However, they right. want to apply it. Yeah. Right. Um, so I guess getting into the actual physical, um, printing of it all how much um one, one of my questions was as far as like cost wise is there a benefit um price wise to purchasing your own 3d printer and and the parts to build a gun versus just going to the um the gun store and buying one already made um is it actually end up costing more costing less or uh, that, not even really a factor for most people that's that's pretty wildly variable so fair enough when you in a lot of it depends on what gun you're buying, like mm -hmm. the Glock aftermarket parts uh, market is so inflated because of the COVID shortage mm. that it will cost you, you know, a little more than what you could buy a Glock for a retail most places. So like your slide is going to be 300 bucks, your barrels, another 150, 200. And that's basically a Glock right there. You know, and then to finish your print, you got to spend another 200, 300 bucks on small parts, internals, springs and levers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, cost wise for that one is not really there. Now, if you wanted to build an FGC nine uh, parts kit for that is 300 bucks. Um, you know, that that's for a, a nine millimeter, um, you know. Uh, a large nine millimeter handgun. That's not a horrid price to pay mm. um, for the, for, for parts considering like comparatively um, I'm trying to think 
what a good analog, like an AR nine, um, which is like an AR 15 style, um, pistol that shoots nine mil um Mm -hmm. is gonna run you six seven hundred bucks um so the the kits for the fgc9 are 300 bucks if you want to part everything yourself you can do it for 100 150 um you make the barrel yourself you make the bolt yourself and then um the printer is another 200 200 dollars on top of that so Mm -hmm. basically at the end of the day, 500, 600 bucks, you're looking at your first FGC9. Um, and then, you know, $300 of that initial $600 investment are is like a, um, that, that was like an infrastructure investment on your part. So you can make right. the next one you make will cost you, you know, 300 bucks. Hmm. So, and then, you know, you get the, the other utility uses for a 3D printer. Um, I my 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 I, most of the stuff that I print is guns, but I printed amazing amount of stuff for like my kids' school projects and you no. know other stuff like that. So the utility of having a three D printer is is pretty nice. Is the material that it prints with? Um, I don't I have no idea how that works. It, like an ink cartridge, I guess. <laughs> Basically, um, it's it's a it's a it looks like a wire spool, but it's plastic. Yeah. Um, and is that stuff pretty cheap or? Yeah, it's it's two pounds uh, or a kilogram of material, and it's twenty bucks for the spool. Okay. So, uh, so once you have the printer, the the material to print with is relatively cheap compared to right. the rest of it. Okay. And to put that into like, I guess material terms, um, that's six Glock lowers or like four or five AR-15 receivers. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, I got I do have a question. Is there What's the lifespan of a printed weapon? So mm. I, I know that's one of the things that uh, I, I've ran into in just in my research and like, and there's a certain amount of, I guess, it's the quality of your printer and the quality of the material, this, that, and the other, but there is a certain lifespan to a firearm that is printed, right? Because of the rounds sure. that it's shooting and the damage that it takes. Um, yeah. So there are, uh, there, there's a lot of ways to calculate this. Uh, first, I I guess anecdotally, like we've have frames that are in the thousands of round, like multiple thousands, um, Glock frames, AR 15s, all of the above. Uh, we have also these same, same models that die within a hundred, a hundred rounds because, you know, they weren't printed properly. They, there's a variety of reasons for them to, to fail, um, early. But like I said, we, we've seen the expect the life expectancy last into several thousand rounds. So it, it becomes a, a sort of extension of, you know, the environment you're shooting in, how well you printed it, um, how well, you know, your settings are, what your material was, et cetera. Is there, so, a, is there a danger to when a weapon does kind of give out, right? Because you think you, when you think of like shooting your AR and you – the, the the barrel warps for whatever reason due to heat, right? And that barrel mm-hmm. explodes. That's obviously uh, shrapnel. That's dangerous. We all get the point. With that being right. said, is there any danger to a weapon when it eventually gives out, uh, exploding or the barrel giving out? You know, something like that. I, you know, I don't really know what I'm trying to get to, but is there just any danger to a weapon that's that is just come to the end of its lifespan with a printed gun? Um, sure. It, it again, and we kind of depend on the you know the failure mode and which weapon we're talking about. So, like with the Glock builds, um, the slide is a huge metal part that's factory made. The barrel also a huge metal part that's factory made. So, if there is a failure inside of that that's firearm related, um, it's going to be in the frame, and it's going to take the. It's probably going to take the place of like the frame cracking and then the slide falling off to like the left or right, you know, it's just, it's not going to, or it shouldn't just like shear and break off and smack you in the head. Um, when (laughs) I was worried, dude, right. Well, when I was, Oh yeah. No, when when I was doing the initial design and testing of the low point years ago now, uh, I had forgot to put like a roll pin in and the slide popped off and did smack me in the head. And that was like, (laughs) I didn't assemble the gun properly. Right. And, you know, but that was like the only failure there. Um, 
So a lot of it could we, be due seen, to user error or right. just, okay, gotcha. And I mean, we've seen some issues with like the FGC9 builds where uh, they won't go into battery properly after a while and, or, you know, a round has deformed and gotten caught somewhere and it's still, uh, it, it did fire. So, and then the upper receiver cracked, but then there was no real, like nothing, it, nothing came off of it. It just cracked a little. So safe to continue using no. Did it catastrophically fail? No. Right. It's just it's, it's just like any malfunction, right? You're just going to have to readjust, or right. in this case, reprint the part, or you know, right. order the new part, like you said. I, I guess let me let me put it this way, and this is something that people will will sort of develop a knowledge of as they get experience with. But uh, the firearm will tell you when you're gonna when when it when it it will tell you when it needs to stop, right? Mm. So. This was one of the things, like, if you ever researched the AR-15 development, um, they put a forward assist on the bolt. So that way you could, you know, if if it, I guess the, the initial idea was like, okay, you could chamber around really slowly and then push your bolt into battery. But what it's, you know, actual implementation was, was when, you're, when your gun's all dirty uh, and you chamber around, it doesn't chamber, you just put, you pop the button a bunch of times and it'll jam the bolt head in, right? This is not a good thing. This is why a lot of this is why some AR-15s will detonate on you, um, because they're not in battery, and you think they are because you jam the bolt the forward assist in a bunch of times to like cram the bolt head into place. So, um, you know, it will tell you when it's when when you're doing or when it's not going to continue working most of the time um, before anything bad happens. So, like if you if you you know, like we were talking with like the Glocks, you know, if you shoot it and you see it, you see it start to crack and the, the slides start to, you know, slip to one side or the other. And then you shoot it a bunch more times. One of those times it's going to pop off. It's probably not going to hit you in the head, but that really depends on like, you know, how far the failure has progressed. So if you observe, you know, your your tools, you'll notice when they start to misbehave. So it sounds like it's all preventable. I mean, right. uh, like, I mean, that's when you're out there shooting any regular firearm. Uh, it, there's a there's a multitude of things that can go wrong if you're not, you know, cleaning your weapon and paying attention to, you know, h- how it's operating and so on and so forth. Like, and even the feel. I mean, I I mean, I think if anyone has shot just a regular AR, or a regular handgun, when you you know automatically when something's wrong after you fire a round, right? Like you can right. just feel it. And it sounds like right. it's very. I've never shot a printed firearm, so I'm a complete novice. But it sounds like it's pretty similar, at least in that aspect. Yeah, no, they're 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 one and the same. And so, um, as far as like reliability, then um, one of my big questions was, of course, um, as we know, the Second Amendment was not designed for hunting. Um, so let's just say, you know, in Minecraft, right, or in this. Um, uh, non-existent real world um, where guns have been, you know, mostly seized or, or a populace has been, uh, <laughs> a populace has been um, disarmed. Do you think that um, right now or possibly in the future that 3d printing firearms would be an actual um, like a, a, a legitimate source of, you know, people maintaining their freedom? Just yeah, I think, it- I think, <laughs> I think on a long enough timeline, everything's inevitable. Um, mm. So, you know, absolutely, there there is a future where 3D printing a gun is your only real, um, well, only easy way to attain one. But I think there's a lot of things that are going to have to go first. I think before we get there, like, I think, I think before we get to that point, the boomers will have done something. Um, or we'll, we'll, we'll be more on, on our side than every towns, Mm. you know, at, at some point before then. So. Sure. Yeah. I guess, I guess my, um, one of my questions was just that, like, you know, if we take a a place that's already, um, mostly disarmed, like a place like the UK or Australia, right. Where it's pretty hard to get your hands on a firearm. Um, is this something that, that could be, that's so easy for the, for the nor- the normal person who's not very experienced, but just has like a cursory knowledge of firearms to be able to actually get into and for there to be a, a better, I guess you would say black market for, for weapons for people that are actually looking to defend themselves. Right. I, I mean, we've already seen, like we get, uh, 
there there are a couple guys who watch some some of the international telegram accounts in, in these places and uh you know they'll send us screenshots occasionally of like people selling fgc9s or, or or some glock print that they managed to get the parts for you know in in places like the uk uh south africa seen a couple um finland i think mm. australia like they they do exist in these places so excellent so um as far as as far as the actual 3d printing goes what is the time frame um from like let's say you have your 3d printer you have your materials and now it's just time to to print and then put everything together is this something that takes a matter of days a matter of hours um i would say probably and again this varies pretty wildly based on which one you're going to start with sure but if you're if you're doing a glock build you can do it in a couple days Mm. um you know and keep in mind like two of that is printing the frame. So okay. w- once you get the frame printed, it's, it's pretty quick to come together, maybe an afternoon. Um, right. if you, if you, if you know what you're doing, if you don't know do- what you're doing, maybe two afternoons and some YouTube, you know, <laughs> but and so- things like the FGC nine, you're probably looking at a week or two to figure out how to put together. So it really depends. Um, and then also if you, if you know how to, or if you understand how your printer works and understand you know how to print uh in the first place um mm. that also adds and removes some time so sure yeah so basically just the more knowledgeable you are about your 3d printer and about firearms in general is going to help you do it quicker right but the main time spent is just actually the the physical printing um from the machine itself right it sounds like and I, and I want to say, like, I I want to maybe dissuade people from thinking that this is like an instant turnkey thing where they can just buy the printer and go. There is mm-hmm. some skill, some level of craftsmanship involved that you have to have experience and learn uh, in order to do it. The in order to do this well and you know to make good prints. Um, there, we we've taken some measures to like alleviate some of that. We put together a, a huge getting started guide to get you through, um, you know, what printers, what to buy, uh, get set up, get calibrated, and get printing. But mm. even then, like, there's still there there's still some level of like you have to. It's it's more art. Like we've we've written down all the science part mm-hmm. of this. After that, you know, once you read through that, once you once you learn the the basics there after that it's art and it's it's about you have to experience and sort of direct it how you want it to go and you really can only just feel your way through that right fair enough i like it man i think it's uh, like i I like how you said that it's art you know what i'm saying like because after a certain point it it comes down to the craftsmanship of it you know and I, i think it too it's important for people to understand that like this isn't just you said a little bit in the beginning but i wanted to highlight it again is it's not just like the firearm components, but I mean, like you're printing magazines, you can print like AR4 grips, right? I mean, there's so much you can do with these machines, uh, not just with the firearm itself, but with attachments and, and so on and so forth that, I mean, you go to, you know, you go to sportsman's and you buy your, you, you know, you, your uh, Magpul AR vertical grip, right? Where yep. you can print at your house for, for cents. Yeah. You know, I compare it to that $20 spindle of, of plastic that you're getting, you know, I just oh, think yeah, it's, sure. there's the, and the, I mean that the possibilities are endless there, you know? Yeah. The, the 3d printer is just a machine that squirts plastic goop into complex shapes. That's, that's, that's what it does. So if you have a shape that needs to be complex, any bracketing that you have, like I have this whole like live streaming camera rig that I don't use as much as I should uh, sitting above my computer (laughs) and it's all like 20 millimeter extrusion extruded aluminum bars and 3d printed brackets holding it all together. So, I mean, any, any, any complex shape that you need, you can generate on the fly and score it out of this plastic hot glue gun. I have a random question. Uh, I don't kind of want to take it off too far. Have you ever seen a, have you seen a 3d printed crossbow? I've never seen one, but I, I, I like when you're talking about that, I was like, I bet you could do that, right? I feel like you could, uh, you know, I've, I've if you just some, wanted like, just for some fun, you know? Yeah, I've seen some like office toy ones. Um, there you go. Dunk, I feel like you'd be rocking a 3D printed crossbow like in the apocalypse. <laughs> well, like they'll, they'll shoot little, like little Bic pens or something, but uh, like an actual crossbow, I don't know. Like we're, we're getting into like a technical thing about the materials 
because now that I, I, I'm, I really <laughs> want hard, someone man. to do this. I don't know why. I just like thought I was like, man, someone needs to print a 30 printed crossbow. You know, it just right. needs to happen. Well, I don't think you get the arms to do out of 3D printed material. I don't think that would they would be strong enough to like withstand that flex that would need to be put on them. But <laughs> as far as like the main body, you could probably get away with it. There you go, Dunk. Do it, kind bro. Of the same, kind of the, the same thing as just printing your firearm. You just got to have to have some of the extra parts. Right. Yeah. You got to be the first, bro. Just go out. Yeah. yeah. There, there you go. There's your, your entry into the 3D printed gun community is to design the 3D printed crossbow. That's your claim to fame. <laughs> if you design a 3D printed crossbow that actually works, I will send you a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't just absolutely explode. <laughs> so um so control p man what do you see as far as the future of 3d printing guns um you know what what do you what do you see coming down the pipeline um did we lose you no i'm just thinking i'm oh, sorry <laughs> no, you're good. Good, um <laughs> I say there's just a lot We're there are people working in every aspect of the, like, so there's one focus in the community, which is going from the raw material into the final product. So we're going from, you know, we're, we're getting back into like 3d printing and then casting. Um, there are a lot of people working on that stuff. There are a lot of people working on how do we make the bullet itself? So we're talking about the, the projectile, the powder, the, casing the primer mm. the ignition method whatever all of that how do we make that sure. uh, there are people working on you know larger kinetics like we're talking field artillery <laughs> um mm. there we're, we're talking about uh um you know we're more hybrid kits larger calibers uh varying um operation methods uh, you know, the minimizing the amount of stuff you have to make out of metal with like locking actions, which is really difficult to make to make a locking action out of um, plastic. Mm. And I guess for people who don't uh, understand the intricacies or know the intricacies, locking actions are usually metal components that fit together in traditional firearms to let the, that material or that that action handle a larger caliber round a higher pressure round, a more powerful round without detonating um, mm -hmm. aggressively in your face. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's really hard to make that stuff out of plastic for the obvious reasons. Right. Plastic is squishy. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, there's a lot of people working on that stuff. Um, you know, there are people trying to get to the FGC nine type um, type setup where you can make it anywhere in the world with less metal parts. Um, so we're talking about using currency as your bolt face, like you drill a hole in a in a euro or something, and then that's what that's your firing pinhole now, oh, um, and that becomes your like your your bolt face. Everything else is plastic, and maybe you have a, a you know a large bolt in that to uh, to add mass or something recoil mass, and then you know you get into the fun things where you're adding bolts to stuff to do like counterweights. Um, and, and, and things of that nature. So you get like a more competition style of, of printable frame, uh, you know, where you can, you can tune the gun exactly how you want to handle whatever recoil force you want, like mm -hmm. a very much like a competition shooter would do to any of their, you know, their, their, their fancy competition guns. So there are a lot of people working in a lot of different ways. And I don't know, like, I can't put a pin on, you know, what's going to come out next. Sure. Yeah, but I guess it just sounds like it's just going to be something that's ever expanding as long right. as people are creative. I suppose. Well, I, I think it, I think this is what happens when you gather any group of autists together from the internet <laughs> is that they're all just like, well, I'm going to go in this direction, do this thing, and then 30 other people do that, right? And they're all running in different directions on their own energy and collecting their own like teams together and and doing fun and interesting stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. And I guess the beauty of it is that it's really kind of decentralized. It seems like so. I think uh, one of y'all's kind of slogans. I don't know if it's like your slogan or just in the community is um, basically. I don't even remember what the slogan is now that I'm saying. <laughs> like the cat's out of the bag, right? Like you right. can't you can't get rid of the files. Basically, what's can't stop the signal. Can't stop the signal. There you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one exactly. So yeah, it's it's like um, once it exists before out Firefly. I don't remember. Did you guys ever I'm, watch Firefly, or am I just like the old guy familiar. in the room again? I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what that is, man. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, I'm we so have old. Fireflies in Virginia, but right. <laughs> that no, I was thinking. I, I was gonna say I did, but no, I was thinking of that of that TV show Revolution, where all uh, the lights went out or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Firefly you, was another TV show. It's I think it's the origin of that phrase, but I don't know if it came out or if someone said it before then. But hmm. anyway. Well, you put it out there now. The internet will find out. I'm sure somebody I'm sure. will message Dunk or you and tell you. <laughs> it's uh, pretty amazing what they can find and, and slightly terrifying. Uh, yeah. I, so on on top of all that, so I know you guys have your knowledge dispense tab on your website where you can download all of, like the prints and and so on and so forth. Um, with all that with all that being said, it, what other places do you recommend people go? Because I've seen stuff on like Reddit. Um, just by or like on when I go on DuckDuckGo and just type it in. But are, are there any like other main resources that you highly recommend for people to go into get these downloads to get the uh, the blueprints they're going to need to print? Right. So uh, yeah, for starters, my website controlp.com. Um, we have the getting started guide there. It's the guide.controlp.com. Um, so that's if you want to get started in printing and learn how to do the stuff that we're talking about here begin there it'll clear up a lot just right out of the gate a lot of those the the basic one-on-one questions um two i I guess uh on on my website also knowledge dispense is where i catalog the drops from uh from the catalog from deterrence dispensed and uh you can also get that information from the catalog.com um so do you when when you're getting stuff off the catalog, are you saying that you're collecting you're basically collecting all the resources that you find and then you are putting them into this this resource known as the catalog and then that's where people can find it. Like it's not just stuff that you've put out, but basically a right. catalog of all printed or printable firearms then. Right. So okay. so the catalog is is the broader community, um formerly known as deterrence dispensed. We are uh, that so all of our file releases that come out of our beta program that are ready for public consumption, that are well documented, well tested and and, and proofed um, are are going to be released through the catalog. Um, And so any of the any of the frames and you'll see those uh, a lot of those posts come out across Control P social media. So I'll, I'll announce that stuff there and the catalog socials will announce them also. Um, the catalog.com is also where you can find our team chat. If you want to, uh, hook into the team a little closer and pay a little more attention, maybe get a little more involved. Um, the team chat is where we also do all of our beta programs. So if you learn how to print and print reasonably well and want to get in on the bleeding edge of some project projects, the beta program there is, uh, one to look into. Gotcha. Okay. I, and I would highly recommend anybody that is, I mean, like I said, I, I'm just getting into this myself, but anybody that uh, anybody that wants to submit files can go to the catalog then and be part of that community. If they've created something like you said, it's well tested, and they want to give it out to the community, they can go to the catalog and submit it there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at, at, in the menu bar at the top, submit your files. Um, you learn all about it. Uh, again, our beta program is listed there too. Bounties also. Bounty program is another program. If you have some design skills and you want to design something but don't know what you want to design, uh, people from the community have requested certain objects be created because they don't have the the CAD skills to do or the design skills to do them. So this would be you know a way for you to contribute and make a, make some Bitcoin in the process. That's, I think that's one of the things that makes us so unstoppable is that like, is this the community factor to it dunk i don't know how you feel about that man but just listening to that it's just like one of those things that you can't once you have like the, this open source platform where anybody can upload and it's not just you or a couple other team members or whatever it may be it is literally everybody in this community that is for the rights of such events by use of firearms i mean like you said it's it's it, at that point they re, they literally cannot enforce it you know what i'm saying like it just cannot be enforced through the community which i love yeah it's a beautiful thing decentralization you know (laughs) 
Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think, you know, like we said, cat's out of the bag. You can't stop the signal. So once those files are out there, they can be shared and it doesn't necessarily have to come from one website or what have you. I think once the knowledge is out there, that's the beauty of just the internet in general. And one of the things that I'm afraid of losing with all of this big tech bullshit. Um, so of course, you know, that's something that the Liberty community has to come together to form as well as is uh you know, their own servers and things like that. So we can still communicate when uh, Google decides to knock everybody off like they did with Parler and everything else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so um, I think that that kind of wraps up most of the questions that I had specifically. I, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about firearms and I really just wanted to kind of get a, a general sense of, of how all of this works and how you got started in it. Um, was there anything of importance that you had um, to, you know, to bring to my audience um, regarding yeah. 3D printing? Um, I guess, I mean, a, a lot of people are going to continue to have the, the question of like, well, how do I start? How do I begin? I mean... The first rule is just commit. Commit the 200 bucks to getting a printer, commit another 20 bucks to getting a spool of filament, and just go. Um, hmm. The guide.controlpew.com, uh, if I can even speak to him today, uh, will we'll, 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 we'll hold your hand through like the first 20 steps of this, right? It'll take you maybe a week to learn how to get your printer, get it set up, get it running, get it tuned. And once you're tuned, you're basically ready to go. I mean, we're, we, we, we tell you what printers to get. We tell you what upgrades to get. We tell you how to level it, how to calibrate it. So we, we walk you through all of it, what software you need. Um, 220 bucks, we'll, we'll, you'll begin. Um, can, you, can you upgrade it? I know that we want to wrap this up, but I, I just thought of this question. Can you upgrade your printer as you go? Like, is, is there an advantage to upgrading certain parts because like you said you buy a printer for 200 dollars off of amazon but i'm sure there's printers out there that are like a grand that are obviously going to be somewhat better in areas right because of the quality material or whatever it may be um, I mean, do you recommend people upgrade their printers as time goes on as they get more experienced in what they're doing yeah because it's like everything else everyone's everyone's working on a budget whether they know it or not um, so a $200 printer is a lot easier to buy and then not ever put together than a $1,000 printer. Uh, it's also, if you, if you decide, look, I don't like printing, I don't want to 3d print anything. Um, it's too much, too much, too much BS for me to deal with. Then, you know, you're only out 200 bucks. Maybe mm-hmm. you can always flip your printer on Craigslist for another, for like 150 bucks. And then you're only out oh, 50 bucks. So, I mean, it, it's, it's. You know, it, it, it's all about how much you can afford to risk for a hobby, for, mm-hmm. for something to, to mess around with on the weekend, because that's how it's going to start for, for most people. It's just something to mess around with on the weekend. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's and then we also get into, like I said before, it's it's more art than science at a certain point. Like we've knocked out the science for you on, you know, what printer, what upgrades, you know, the, the economics of like you know, how to spend money on this, 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 uh, to get started. Um, and after that, it's all about your, all all about how much craftsmanship you can learn over time. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be less irritated by spending that spending $200 on a printer and then learning how to, how to 3d print than you are, uh, spending a thousand dollars on a printer, expecting to not have to learn how to print, and then <laughs> not being able to print because you don't know how to print. Right. Um, so it, it's 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 all about the learning curve and sort of managing that. Um, so that's why we say you know by the Ender Three, we've worked out all the kinks for getting started to get two good prints on this on this the, on this type of platform. Um, there are there are you know the Ender Three community outside of the gun space is massive. Um, it's one of the most popular 3d printers in the world, uh, at this point. So that was my next question was what printer you recommend is it's the Ender three. And then everything that you've done on control pew on your guide, uh, on your resource, everything that's kind of, that's what everything is based off of is using that printer. Yep. Um, okay. yeah, it, it's all, it's all sort of written around that printer. Um, not expl- like you can, go for there are a lot of right. a lot of ender 3 clones that you could use um at varying price points with varying feature sets and like add-ons and stuff 
Um, and we're, we're, we're in the middle of reviewing those, but the, like I said, the Ender 3 still, I mean, even if it's not the best printer anymore, still has the largest community that you can go to and get help with. Yeah. So if you have I, a problem, have to... someone else will have had that problem already and they can walk you through it. As somebody that's debated getting one, uh, and, and I, and I think too, man, if you're hesitant to go in, like I have a buddy of mine that, you know, we've kind of talked about going in half and half and just storing it in his garage, you know, and just both having equal access to it. Um, right. I would encourage a community to do that if you're not sure. And then you're like, yeah, I definitely want to do this. Then your buddy can buy you out. Then you get another one. I, I, but I think that having the ability and having one printer that has been kind of like the, the go-to for this community is like you said, there, there may be something better. I see there's the Ender 5 out there now. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what the difference would be there. Obviously, it just sounds like a newer model. But it's, it just seems like there's so many more advantages to going with a printer that has uh, maybe not as many capabilities. It may not be the newest and the shiniest one, but has more knowledge and resources out there because then the possibilities are endless, right? And then, like you yeah. said, you can always upgrade it as time moves on. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah. One of the other things that I've been thinking about um, as we've been talking here is, so I know you've mentioned 200 bucks for a printer. Um, what other things, like I've heard you say the word craftsmanship and immediately my mind thinks like tools, power tools, stuff like that. And then of course you have your computer as well. Can this be done just with a little MacBook? Do I need a, do I need like a gaming PC with all the built-in everything in it type of thing? You know, right. what, what other tools do you need besides just the printer and, uh, the parts, um, of the gun itself? Right. So for just printing, we're not we're not going to get into to design for just printing. You can do this on a potato. Um, OK, it, it doesn't take a lot to run the software. The software is Cura, um, C-U-R-A. That's it's called it's referred to as a slicer in the the, the, the hobby parlance. But uh, it's what takes your STL file, your 3D model and cuts it into sheets, into 2D sheets that can then be squirted out of plastic on your printer. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it and uh, so yeah, two hundred dollars for the printer, twenty dollars for a spool of filament. Uh, the software is free, um, okay. and there there are others you can buy. There there are better ones out there, uh, but again, here is the the most commonly used, and it's probably one of the easiest to use if you're just getting started. Um, and then once you get uh, the the printer that we recommend is the Ender Three Pro. Um, currently on Amazon, it's 236 bucks. Um, and then as far as like, um, putting the parts together, I mean, is there anything required more advanced than like a standard screwdriver or yeah, there, there are, you need like Allen, uh, Allen keys, but they're all in the box. Okay. So So they give you all the tools. Oh, wow. It's, it's literally Ikea. For three yeah. years, you open the box and pull it out and bolt it together. Um, okay, so nothing too advanced then, it sounds like. Right. And then, again, with the Ender 3, like there is so much community support. There are a billion build videos on YouTube. Um, so if you, if you do get stuck somewhere because, you know, the the English instructions... Um, <laughs> you, know, you can always turn, turn, to, the, turn to YouTube U and... Uh, right. Stop uh, Asian hate, bro. <laughs> hey, it's, it, no, it's okay. I'm Asian, right? That's, that's how that yeah, works. Yeah, you identify as Asian. Right? It's <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 Ikea levels of just pull it out of the box and put it together. Um, uh, Tool-wise, uh, outside of that, like for, for operations, uh, I recommend you get a feeler gauge. So feeler gauge are little strips of metal you put between things to check the gaps between them. Um, and that's how we'll set things like the distance from the nozzle is from the bed, um, at its, you know, at its sort of default, um, home state. So that's how we get that first. The, the, that's how we, I get, I guess how we get the print to stick to the bed properly, um, Hmm. is we set that distance and then we, I, I recommend we do that with feeler gauges. People can use pieces of paper or anything else, but Feel the gauges are like six bucks on Amazon, so if you want to be fancy, and get the, get a good tool. That's that's a good one to grab right out right out of the gate. Um, most of the models are free on Thingiverse.com that aren't firearm stuff. Um, again, firearm stuff you can find 
through the catalog. Um, but we recommend you print some non-firearm stuff just to check your uh, your settings once you start printing. So like a nut and a bolt that thread together um, calibration cubes to check that your 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 check that the, the the nozzle is moving the appropriate distance on the bed. And then we walk you if it's not, we'll walk you through all the steps to set those values. So it's, 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 we've taken a lot of the guesswork and a lot of the check work out of getting set up and getting started. Um, the, the, the art, the more art than science bit starts to come in when you uh, start having issues with your printer, when you're checking to see if you have a good print, um, which we cover in like part three of the getting started guy, which is troubleshooting. Um, so how to check if you're, you know, extruding the right amount of material, how to check if you're, or how to resolve issues like clogs and jams, stuff like that. So yeah, we, we've, we've taken a lot of, a lot of this, we've done a lot of the science for you. Art is what's left and we have resources to help you figure out the art. Cool. And I guess you probably also have, I mean, do you have like links to where you can purchase um, some of the other parts that you can't 3d print or, um, or like kind of guides on where to look for that stuff uh as far as so for firearm stuff yeah as far as like barrels and things like that i suppose that you don't actually print that would be it'd be a lot easier if anyone anywhere could keep anything in stock Um, sure (laughs) fair enough (laughs) yeah there there's so much out of stock stuff and in in the gun industry that it's just unreal um i i don't even like Yeah, it's it's you just have to like shoot to the internet and look at look for, you have to you have to spend time with like DuckDuckGo and uh, right. and and dig um, to find yeah. those parts. Fair enough. Yeah, especially especially right now and over the last year and a half, I imagine that's gotten harder and harder to come yeah. by. But uh, if um, you like in, in our team chat, we have a vendors, sales, and deals channel where people can post about you know. Um, excuse me about people making or people with like uppers available or, or websites mm. with, with stuff for sale. So, yeah. So you've got a community behind it to kind of help right. people find that stuff that they're looking for. That's yep. cool. Awesome. Well, I, I really appreciate what you do. Um, the information that you're putting out there for people, I think this is amazing. Um, it might be a little bit over my head. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to be getting started in myself anytime soon. Well, I, but... I'm, I'm, I'm going to interrupt you and say a lot of people think that they, they feel like it's, Oh, it's, it's super technical. It's really complicated. Like it's not just begin. That's that's yeah. it. Spend the 200 bucks start. Well, excellent. I appreciate, um, I appreciate the words of wisdom and everything in that. And definitely I encourage anybody who has um, any sort of technical ability uh, to go ahead and get started in this, because I think this is something that needs to, to spread like wildfire. Um, I think that this is going to be something that's very important for the future of our freedom. Um, and speaking of which, so this is one of the questions that I'll usually wrap on. Um, Jamie, do you have anything else before we wrap? No, man, I just want to say, Control PU, thanks for, uh, you know, all the answers. I know that we're, you're talking to two novices here, but I appreciate it, man. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, you, you guys are bringing a wealth of knowledge to this world. And like Dunk said, I think it's going to be integral to fighting for our freedom and liberties um, if things keep going the way they're going to go. I think it, this tied in with civil disobedience, tied in with just defiance in general is what we're going to need. And so I appreciate what you guys are doing. You're definitely doing a, doing us a service in the Liberty Movement. I'd encourage anybody that's listening to check y'all out and, and just to start looking at the resources and, and learning more. I, like I said, I've been thinking about it, man, and, and you, you've only convinced me more that I need to start doing it. I don't know where the hell I'm going to put the thing, but uh, I'll figure it out. So <laughs> <laughs> You got Rube under a desk somewhere, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> use, it as, use it as a footstool in between. Right. Go. It's all good. Yeah, and I'll, I'll hit, again, like, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate, you know, giving me the opportunity to talk to your audience and you guys and, and help alleviate some of the mystery behind the magic, uh, I guess. And uh, I'll, I'll hit it again. Um, Theguide.controlpew.com, uh, everything you want to know about uh, getting started in 3D printing. Um, we, we've stripped it down to just the essentials and. You know, it, it's really, uh, really quick to run through. You can be up and running inside a week. So, 
Cool. I'll, I'll definitely, um, if you want to shoot me some of those links, I will definitely include those in the show notes for everybody so they can um, go and find that easily. Um, so yeah, before we wrap, the last question I have is uh, one that I'm asking everybody, all of my guests now um, at the end of every episode is, are you more so white-pilled or black-pilled for the future um, of, of you know, liberty and freedom, uh, not only for the United States, but, you know, humanity as a whole? Um. I think I'm kind of gray pilled at the moment. I feel like it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, hmm, it's a good one. I, I feel like, I feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be like revolutionary war levels of, of worse. Mm. I don't think it's going to be like fighting a world war during a plague worse. Um, which if you're not familiar we already did that with uh, World War 1 and 2 well, now I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> man <laughs> right um, yeah I don't I don't know I, I think I, I know it's going to get worse I don't know how much worse it's going to get I don't think it's going to be like nation changing worse you know what I mean fair enough okay awesome well yeah I just always like to get everybody's opinion on that just to kind of um I think it helps people to put into perspective, you know, the times that we're living through and, and not to always be so pessimistic um, and that there can be, uh, you know, possible good outcomes for the future. So, well, thank you again for coming on, man. Um, do you have anything else that you want to plug, um, you know, your Twitter or anything else like that before we get out of here? Um, Sure. Uh, if you, again, I guess uh, controlp.com uh, is the link to all the information for me that I put out. Um, we've got a shop there. If you want to support the community efforts, um, all the links, if you want to check in everywhere else we are around the internet, um, all of my socials are listed there along with a bunch of articles for you to look at guides and tutorials to getting started that other people have done and put together. Um, yeah. Controlp.com is the hub for all of that information for me. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, Jamie, you want to give us your plugs before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Uh, you guys can check out Liberty Uninterrupted on Instagram at Liberty Uninterrupted. Go check out uh, LibertyUninterrupted.com. All the resources are there, podcast, video, blog, all that good stuff. You can check out the merch as well. And uh, feel free to check out NoKingsCoalition.com as well for the uh, new brand that I just launched. So appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no doubt, man. Everybody definitely check out No Kings Coalition. That shit's pretty sick. Got some nice clothing over there, so definitely Thanks, recommend man. checking it out. Try. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you both uh, for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it, and y'all both have yourselves a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Break the State Podcast. If you want to support this show, you can do so by heading over to breakthestate.net forward slash shop and picking up a Break the State t-shirt or hoodie. I want to thank Control Pew for coming on the show. Be sure to give him a follow over on Instagram and Twitter and check out his YouTube channel for some great tutorials. I also want to thank Jamie for helping me out on today's episode. Don't forget to check out the Liberty Uninterrupted podcast available on all major platforms. And of course, I want to thank my sponsors for the show. Anti-State Apparel. Visit antistate.net to get all of your Liberty-themed shirts, hats, flags, decals, and more. Anti-State. No tolerance for being governed. No rulers. No masters. Public Hangings for Pedophiles. Turning awareness into action in the fight against human trafficking and pedophilia. Head over to publichangingsforpedophiles.com and join in the fight today. And Lucky Links. Visit luckylinks.com or search Lucky Links on the Amazon search bar. That's L-U-C-K-E-E-L-Y-N-X. Lucky Links. The world needs a hero to take down Wall Street. All right, that's going to be it for me today, y'all. So until next time, remember, you can't stop the signal. Peace. Peace.